Hello, and welcome to the Big Egg Joshi Podcast, the podcast dedicated to introducing you both new and old Joshi wrestlers. My name is Kay. So for today's episode, we'll be covering the illustrious Tsukasa Fujimoto, one of the best women's wrestlers in the world right now, and Manami Toyota's hand-picked successor. So Tsukasa Fujimoto wouldn't start off as a professional wrestler. She was actually first an actress, which she had trained to be and taken classes and lessons from from a very young age, eventually showing up in a few TV productions and movies, up until the point where she showed up on a show called Muscle Venus. This is where she was required to get in-ring wrestling training, with her, Hikaru Shida, and Miyaka Matsumoto all taking uh, training under Emi Sakura and Ice Ribbit. Um, this is where the experience of being a wrestler would sort of make Tsukasa Fujimoto and Hikaru Shida and Miyaka Matsumoto, all three of them, would continue to come back after lessons, even after shooting for Muscle Venus was over. This would eventually make all three of them become official trainees. So, to go to, back to Tsukasa, she would finally make her debut on August 23, 2008, against Haruna Akagi, and she would win her debut match, something pretty rare for most rookies. Most rookies don't win their debut matches. She looked impressive almost immediately, and Amy Sakura would take a shine to her, featuring her pretty prominently, along with her own protege, Riho. She would form a team with Hukaru Shida called Muscle Venus, after, named after the show that they both starred in. And it would be a pretty prominent tag team in the early on, early goings of Ice Ribbon. Her first big time match was against Emi Sakura for the then named Ice Cross 60 belt, now called the Ice Cross or the Ice Cross Infinity belt. This was on October 30th, 2009, in which she would have, she would lose, having also lost her prior challenge just a few months before her for this to Kyoko Ichiki. Having challenged for the top belt in Ice Ribbon twice, and having made it to the semifinals to crown the first ever champion, the crown the first ever Ice Cross 60 champion, would show that Emi Sakura had a lot of faith in the potential that Tsukasa Fujimoto had. So moving on to November 28, 2009, Tsukasa Fujimoto, who had been pretty dominant in triple threat matches up to this point, uh, had an idea to make a belt centered around them called the Triangle Ribbon Championship. She would fill this idea by Emi Sakura in one of their little their little wrestling roundtables that they do after at the end of each show that they still do even now, and Emi Sakura would immediately approve it, making the first match for the belt between her, Riho, and Nanai Takahashi. Tsukasa Fujimoto would lose this match, being pinned by Riho, who would end up being the first ever Triangle Ribbon Champion. But that wouldn't matter, as she would eventually join in the Super Ice Cup. The play, uh, play on the New Japan Super J Cup. This was for the then vacated Ice Cross 60 belt, and she would win, finally becoming a champion, pinning Emi Sakura in the final to win it. She would later lose it to Miyaka Matsumoto after only three defenses. In 2010, uh, 2010 would be the big breakout year for Tsukasa Fujimoto, as she would challenge for the Triangle Ribbon Championship and finally win it in a match with, with uh, Kazumi Shinomura and Hamaka Hoshi on December 11th, 2010. She would be pinning. She would pin Hamako to win the belt. Finally, she would then win the International Ribbon Tag Team Championships with partner Hikaru Shida as Muscle Venus on December twenty third, two thousand ten, defeating the team of Nanai Takahashi and Emi Sakura. Uh, Sukasa would pin Emi Sakura, and then finally on December twenty sixth, two thousand ten, at Ice Ribbon's big end of year show, Ribbon Mania, she would pin Command Bolshoi to regain the Ice Cross 60 Championship, making her the first person to hold all three belts, all, all three Ice Ribbon belts at the same time. This would be a big deal as she would go on and continue to defend them, eventually dropping the Triangle Ribbon belt, breaking her sort of three belt, uh, holding her three belts. 
However, this wouldn't uh, be too much of a blemish on her as on July 30th, 2011, Tsukasa Fujimoto would be the only ice ribbon wrestler outside of Makoto to wrestle in the U.S. Uh, she would wrestle in a six-man tag, teaming with Mima Shimoda and Portia Perez against Daisy Hayes, Sarah Del Rey, and Makoto. Tsukasa uh, was the one spearheading this venture over there, uh, as Emi Sakura sent both her and Makoto to sort of shine in Chikara, which was the promotion they both wrestled in. Um, all the while, Tsukasa Fujimoto was still Ice Cross 60 champion, and would defend the belt seven times and finally lose it to Hikari Minami. This would be sort of a, a big deal as she would continue to have long reigns every time she wins the belt. So on October 8th, 2011, Tsukasa Fujimoto would also wrestle in the UK for the first time, wrestling for Pro Wrestling Eve and SWE Wrestling. Uh, this was sort of a big breakout year for her as she would kind of go around the world and wrestle in other places. However, 2011 will also see the year that Manami Toyota would start showing up in Ice Ribbon for a few shows here and there. However, at the end of 2011, Ice Ribbon founder Emi Sakura would leave the promotion for personal reasons and would take several young wrestlers with her, including the most popular of the Ice Ribbon wrestlers, Riho. Sort of Emi Sakura's protege was pretty heavy, heavily featured in Ice Ribbon's early goings. Uh, this would leave the promotion to Tsukasa Fujimoto and Hikaru Shida, as they were the only two now in charge of the dojo and having booking matches. Hikaru Shida and Tsukasa would quickly try to develop new rookies to replenish the spots left by those departures. Uh, Sukasa taking charge of the book to help try to maintain and facilitate these new stars. However, all wouldn't be bad, as in 2012, Manami Toyota would start being more regularly featured in Ice Ribbon, and would train both Sukasa and Sakushi personally, them being the only two people that Manami Toyota had ever trained as students. Sukasa would enter in a rivalry a couple years later with Arisa Nakajima, someone who Manami Toyota had also been praised, had praised for gifted abilities in the ring. They would both trade big wins against each other in big matches, both for the Ice Cross Infinity Belt, now renamed, and the JWP Belt, eventually forming a tag team, becoming one of the most prominent and popular tag teams in both Ice Ribbon and JWP, that being called The Best Friends. They would also do a cover of the song that they come out to, which is done by the band Rebecca called Best Friends. They would do a cover version of that song that was actually end up being more popular than the original version. It's kind of funny. Um, she would be involved in few matches with Manami Toyota throughout 2016 and 2017, ultimately culminating in her retiring Manami Toyota in her final match, being the last person to pay Manami Toyota and retiring in a very emotional match, both of them hugging and crying at the end of the show. Under Tsukasa Fujimoto's leadership, Ice Ribbon would see tons and tons of growth, with new big stars being pushed like Risa Sara and Mayu Ihiki, as well as the elevation of younger stars being Sakushi, Kurumi Haragi, and Kiri. She would also earn many different championships and would oversee the biggest shows in Ice Ribbon's history. She is still in charge of the book even now, her being one of the few people to recognize the prominent prodigy talents in Suzu Suzuki and helping elevate her at age of 17 to be the Ice Cross Infinity Champion, uh, the formerly Ice Cross 60 Championship, uh, who, which, as of this episode, Suzu is still holding, and Tsukasa Fujimoto sort of made her her pet project, showing that she can recognize this talent that Suzu had. She's a legend in her prime, and that's all I can say about her on that regard. Um, with that, I will move on to the, her title wings, which there is a lot, much like Manami Toyota. 
So the first belt we'll talk about is the Wave Tag Team Championships, where she's had one reign with Masaki Ohara as the team, the Black Dahlia, that they had three successful defenses before dropping the belts. Next is the Triangle Ribbon Championships, the belt that she would be synonymous with because she's the one that came up with the belt. She would have had four reigns. Uh, her first reign had no defenses. Her second reign had no defenses. And her third reign had three defenses, with her fourth also having no defenses. Kind of sort of the tail of that belt. It's usually kind of a joke belt nowadays. Next, she would win the Urena World Women's Championship. She would have one reign with a belt and have two defenses before dropping it as well as the Reina World Tag Team Championships. Both with, she would have two reigns, both of them with Hikaru Shida. The first had four successful defenses and the second had zero, as they would vacate the belts. The JWP Tag Team Titles, where she would have one reign with Orisa Nakajima as the best friends. They would have three successful defenses before dropping the belts. Next would be the DDT Iron Heavy Metalweight Belt. Anyone who knows about this belt knows it's very much like the uh, WWE Hardcore Belt, except it's a little bit more over the top because it's DDT. So she would have three title reigns with this. Her first reign was one def- was one successful defense. Her second was zero. Her third was also one. Sort of in comedic running around the ring and being pinned sort of matches. It was, it was quite fun watching those matches. Um, the next would be the Daily Sports Tag Team Titles, which are the current JWP or Pure J tag belts. Uh, the former belts of the of um, AJW, actually. Uh, she would have one reign with Arisa Nakajima with three successful defenses. Next would be the IW19 or the IW Juku as its proper name championship, which she would have two reigns. Neither of those had successful defenses. Next, we move on to the International Ribbon Tag Team Belts, to what she's had seven reigns. She would have three with Ukaru Shida. The first being having three successful defenses, the second having one, and the third having eight defenses. The next would be with Sakushi, she would have three reigns as the drop kickers. The first reign had one defense, the second had zero, and the third had six. Then finally, she had one reign with Arisa Nakajima, with uh, the, having four successful defenses. Next, moving on to the Ice Cross Infinity Championship slash Ice Cross 60 belt which she would have six reigns. I believe that is the most reigns of anybody with that belt. Uh, The first would be three defenses, second would be seven, the third would be zero, and the fourth would be a record-setting, still record-setting, 11 defenses. That is the record for the most defenses, with, I think, Maya Yuhiki's recent run that ended being the closest at eight. Uh, Her fifth defense had nine, her fifth reign had nine defenses, and her sixth had three. Uh, and she is currently, as of this episode, one half of the Beyond the Seed Seedling Tag Team Championships with Arisa Nakajima as the best friends. You know, the, I was going to say the current champions as of this episode. So now we'll move on to the matches I feel define Tsukasa Fujimoto's career up until now. Uh, the first being the Ice Cross 60 title match between Emi Sakura and Tsukasa Fujimoto from October 30th, 2011. The next being the International Ribbon Tag Team Titles match, which was the vac- for the vacated belt, with Hikaru Shida and Tsukasa Fujimoto as Muscle Venus versus Emi Sakura and Anai Takahashi from December 23rd, 2010. Next would be the Triangle Ribbon Title match with Tsukasa Fujimoto versus Kazuma Shimura and H- Hamaka Hoshi from December 11th, 2010. Then the Ice Cross 60 title match, Tsukasa Fujimoto versus Command Bolshoi from December 26th, 2010. Next, we move on to Sakasa Fujimoto versus Hikaru Shida from March 30th to 2014, 
in which this was sort of the big last match that they would ever have together before Hikaru Shida would leave and go wrestle in the U.S. Uh, next would be the best friends, Arisa Nakajima and Tsukasa Fujimoto versus Emi Sakura and Nai Takahashi from May 4th, 2016. Next would be the Ice Cross Infinity title tournament final, Risa Sara versus Tsukasa Fujimoto from December 31st, 2016. Moving on, we would have the Ice Cross Infinity Belt chip match between Tsukasa Fujimoto and Maya Yuhiki from August 26, 2018. These last two that I have mentioned, the Risa Sara match and the Maya match, are representations of her sort of elevating new talent using her abilities and her position in the company. It's quite quite prominent and important because not many people of her status and age do that. Uh, moving on to the International Ribbon Tag Team title match. Tsukasa Fujimoto and Sakushi as the Dropkickers versus Aja Revolution, that being the team of Maya Yuhiki and Risa Sara from November 3rd, 2019. And the final match I will recommend is Suzu Suzuki versus Kasi Fujimoto from March 14th, 2020. And this is also another example of her putting people over using her status as in the company. It's quite important. Um, as I had stated, under Sukasa's leadership, Ice Ribbon has sort of grown quite large. Uh, I believe it's not a small stretch to say, or not even a hot take to say, that under Sukasa Fujimoto, uh, the Ice Ribbon as a whole as a promotion has had seen much higher highs than it did under Emi Sakura. Uh, she's sort of used uh, both her experience and what she had seen around her to sort of book wrestlers, her, keep herself strong, but book other people to also be strong and using her status and ability as a wrestler, uh, like sort of how high she is on the card and her prominent position to elevate those around her. It's quite important. Um, like I said, she would oversee some of the biggest shows uh, that being the annual Yokohama Buntai, the biggest crowds for their annual Ribbon Mania shows, uh, as well as some of the most creative ideas have come from her, that being the Ueno Park Splash Ribbon shows, which are just three-day shows with a spray show with water, and they're all a bunch of gimmicky, goofy, fun, relaxing matches at the end of the summer, as well as the recent Kizuna tournament, which is an interesting sort of concept. It's a one-day random teams tournament where you can't team with somebody you've already been a partner with before. So it's like stuff like that that makes her seem like one of the most creative, sort of on the fly, it almost seems, uh, wrestlers and sort of bookers. It's very cool how she just comes up with some of these ideas and they work. They never fail. It's really cool. Uh, as I had said previously, she's a legend in her prime. But not just that, well, unlike just like Minami Toyota, she's used her status, as I've said several times, her status to elevate those around her. Keeping herself strong, but not burying the younger promising talents and using her sort of strong status and reputation to put those people in and elevate them when needed. Uh, it was fitting that she was the one to retire Manami Toyota. As her successor, she sh still shares many similarities both with her in-ring abilities and absolute crazy style of wrestling even at her advanced age of 37 and she still wrestles like she's 20. It's, it's crazy. Like Manami Toyota used to do the same thing. It's quite crazy. But it's also more fitting that the, her legendary finisher the Japanese Ocean Cyclone Suplex, and the nickname, the Flying Angel 2, sort of making her the true successor to Manami Toyota's nickname, the Flying Angel. It's fitting that these two things were passed on to her, as I think she's the only wrestler on the entire in the entire Joshi scene that feels much, much like Manami Toyota. So, that'll do it for this episode of the Big Egg Joshi Podcast. The next episode will be a big one. I'll be covering Kairi Sane slash Kairi Hojo. So please look forward to that. Until the next time, 
I have been Kay, and remember, enjoy Joshi Pro Wrestling.